0: Welcome to the WorkSmart Club podcast hosted by Dr. Cynthia Howard, executive coach and Lean Sigma Black Belt and brought to you by WorkSmart Consulting. Inside of you is the power to transform your world. You just have to unleash your potential. Get ready for strategies you can use right now, leadership leverage you need. Let's talk about passive, aggressive, leadership. Passive-aggressive is a way of communicating, and very often we label people with that. But what does it really mean when you use that as your leadership style? So buckle up. In this podcast, we are going to talk about what it is and how you can handle it if you're faced with it. So just like it sounds, Passive-aggressive are two poles on a continuum. There's the passive side where there's little decision, little input. You don't really know what's going on. Initially, you might think, oh, wow, this person is just letting me do my own thing. And then a week later, you find out that this aggressive side comes out where you are criticized for Mistakes that you're not even making, but there's a general displeasure in your boss and they're taking it out on you. It may show up where the boss is ignoring you. They used to include you in activities, in different meetings. Now you're toast and you're ignored. They might be taking your ideas or giving the credit to someone else. And what ends up happening is You're not sure what's going on. And the first thought might be for you to question yourself what did I do? Here's why having strong confidence and an understanding of your own strengths, what you're good at, how you are, what your style is, is so important. Because when you're faced with people like this, you're not going to question yourself. You're going to think, wow, what is going on with them? Because as soon as you start questioning yourself, it's a rabbit hole. You go down that and sometimes you don't come back out. Now, I'm not suggesting that you don't seek to grow and you don't reflect on how you showed up at that meeting or what your interactions were like. Of course you should do that. But if you're constantly second-guessing yourself when someone else is the problem, you're losing momentum. And that's exactly what feeds passive-aggressive leaders, they need to have somebody to stomp on. So when you understand what am I good at, what do I need to grow in, and how do I show up, you understand what your presence is like, what your leadership skills are, and you have a solid idea of your own emotional intelligence, you're not going to take on other people's issues. So passive-aggressive is a style of leadership that people use when there's a lack of clarity around what role am I playing, what am I responsible for, and in those people that lack the ability to speak directly, to be assertive. They lack either confidence in themselves or confidence in what it is they're doing. But either way, they're swinging back and forth between the poles. Usually what happens is the leader in that situation is going to deny it, and if you bring it up to them, they're going to make excuses for it and say that they didn't sleep, they had a fight with their spouse, their teenager is bothering them, whatever it is. But then when it happens a second time, There's no sense in going back to that person because you know exactly what's going to happen. They're going to bring up another excuse. And if you do bring it up again, they're probably going to start blaming you more or they're going to start accusing you of things. And this recently happened to me in a consulting project that I was working on. There were a large group of people that I needed to interview and I needed to interact with. And... The main individual that I needed to talk with after repeated efforts to meet with them just ignored my messages. So I decided that it wasn't going to happen, and I went on to work with other people. Ultimately, this person comes to me and says, you know, I've had this happen and that happen and this happen. And I thought, okay, well, I could give you the benefit of the doubt, when in fact, it was simply an excuse. So when I did meet with that person again, I got slammed. For things that had nothing to do with me, there were racist things that were brought up because of the color of my skin and how I was responsible for things that happened hundreds of years ago. And I'm thinking to myself, this is really interesting. And it made me want to do this podcast because it came out of the blue. It was completely disconnected. And I learned a long time ago not to take things personally because People say things and people do things. And when you're a consultant, you have to go with the flow. So it didn't bother me personally, but it did bother me that this person in this position of power and position of influence was so out of touch with what was going on within them that they would dump all over me. And I'm thinking, they don't even know me that well. How much more are they dumping on their leadership team? And so as I took a deeper look at what was going on in that leadership team, I could see that there were people also following that passive-aggressive continuum. Most of the people ended up being very passive. They wouldn't speak up at meetings. Nobody was willing to take a risk to give out any new ideas. But the way they express their aggressiveness is reports were late, not one week late or two weeks late. We're talking four and five months late. There was money that was held back because of these reports being late. There was new business was not being sought after. But because there was not a data-driven process in place, No one really knew what was going on in the organization, and everybody was so preoccupied with where the leader was going to fall on that particular day. Are they going to be engaging, or are they going to be aggressive, or are they going to be silent and ignore you? That little attention was paid to anything else. So when there is a passive-aggressive boss, the first thing you really want to do is recognize that it has nothing to do with you. Nothing. Absolutely nothing to do with you. Passive aggressive traits happen because the individual does not know how to communicate directly. They lack assertiveness, they lack confidence, and there is a basic insecurity that exists deep down inside. Now, these types of bosses are actually more prominent than we want to think. And they're in high level positions because very often bully bosses or passive-aggressive leaders are able to hide their true aggressiveness from the main boss and blame issues on someone else because they can be very convincing. So what I want to talk about is the need for whoever is the subject of this passive-aggressive leadership to understand that you have to take charge. And while you're not necessarily going to be able to change that individual's behavior, you have to not let it get to you so that it wears on your confidence and destroys your career momentum. But let's take a look at a few of the signs or signals of passive-aggressive bosses. First of all, the top performers are leaving the organization. Whenever that's happening, that is a big red flag because high performers aren't going to leave if they're able to do what they need to do, and that is generate new business, solve problems, handle things on their own. So that means they're not getting the support they need. So if you hear people talking about that, pay attention because the next thing that you're going to see are the mediocre performers rising through the ranks. And why is that happening? Because the top performers are leaving and the passive aggressive or bully bosses are pulling people in that are not gonna stand up to them. They need to have that hedge of protection, so to speak. They need to have a bunch of yes men around them. And recently I was talking with a client who works in a global organization very large. And we were talking about this very same thing. Because once you insulate yourself as a boss, and if you're passive aggressive, and you're well insulated, you can knock out anyone that's in your way, that's going to object to what you might be doing very easily. And what you don't want to do as the person who might be in that circle is try to get heard Try to convince the boss, try to save the day, save the project. No, save yourself. I know in one of my podcasts, I've talked about the drama conversation where there's a victim, a persecutor, and a rescuer. Don't be the rescuer in this situation where you're trying to save those people who can't speak up for themselves. So maybe you're willing to be the scapegoat. Because that's another indicator that you've got a passive-aggressive boss or a culture that is a bully culture. There are scapegoats that are taking the heat for things that aren't getting done. So other signs are the obvious ones where people are being put down or humiliated. It could be couched within a joke, but it's never funny to accuse other people of something and laugh about it. It's just never funny. You can accuse yourself of something, and that can be funny, but you also don't want to do that too much because after a while, people will start to remember that about you and not all the good things about you. So the truth is, the bully boss and the bully culture is a catastrophic event. It is a red flag event. If you could attach dollar signs to the risk involved, it's seven figures, Because the lost opportunity is just something that you can't even calculate. The amount of time, energy, resource that is spent on managing, what did they mean? What did they say? Why did they say that? And then people start to gossip and talk with each other. You have no focus on work. And you might be lucky if your department produces anything in the course of a week. You're paying people to actually not work. It's very challenging to make the decision that I want to do something about this. And it just takes leaders that are focused on the strategic goal, that have a mission and a vision that includes a workplace where people thrive. It takes courage and it takes commitment because you have to move people out that are used to not performing. And then you have to attract people, those top performers that know that they can get it done. And the more top performers you have, then the higher functioning your teams are going to be. So it is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. And you have to have the stamina and the commitment to manage that process, I believe it's hard for a lot of people to realize that we are living in a completely different world. You know, when COVID happened, the lockdowns happened, and everything's happened ever since with the great reset and the great resignation, we're in a world that is quite different. And leaders have to understand that in order to Keep people in the workforce that they have to step up their game so they can be the leader that people want to follow. Cause the facts are today that over 60% of the workforce is stressed and burned out more so than ever before. Now, stress and burnout is my wheelhouse. And for the past 20 years, I've done my own research and worked with so many people and so many organizations, many, many leaders. And yet people continue to ignore the impact of stressful situations, in particular, passive aggressiveness in the workplace. And so now, as people are leaving in droves saying, you know what, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. I'm going to change my lifestyle. So the time is now to create some changes. I don't know how much more urgent the situation can actually be when the workplace today is filled with stressed-out bosses and stressed-out people. So one thing that I am noticing as we move into this new age is that it's more popular to consider humanity. People understand that every single one of us has something going on behind the scenes. So I think as that level of understanding increases and the dialogue increases and people can have open conversations, then the workplace can also change. But here's the real bottom line for the workplace. The workplace needs to be data-driven. It needs to be driven by performance standards. Too many leaders don't understand how to have a performance-driven mindset and how to express those expectations to people. So there is an assumption that this person is going to come in and do this job. And when they don't do it, there's that reticence to say anything. So you might be passive or there's the straw that broke the back and you come off as aggressive because you yourself might be in a position where you're questioning, why am I doing what I'm doing? And that is a very real position. How do you lead people when you yourself are a matchstick? And part of that is understanding what do I have to do to take care of me? So there are some basic issues here, just like when people wanna lose weight, while I love keto and intermittent fasting and all of that, the basic premise is you have to take in fewer calories. So if you want to have a healthy workplace, you have to have some basic premise here, and that is trust. Trust is the currency for a healthy workplace. So if you have a leader who's passive aggressive, there's not a real good chance that you're going to be able to negotiate with this person on a regular basis. It's going to be hit or miss. And in today's workplace, honestly, I would leave. I would find another job. I wouldn't stay because people like that are not about to change. In fact, they were the bullies on the playground and they're still the bullies. They've refused to learn healthy ways of operating because let's face it, bullies are not one and done. They don't do that one time and then never again. So they have seen people cycle through. Now, Why it doesn't affect them is because they are out of touch. They're not aware. Their emotional intelligence is really low. They have so much of a need to protect their own space that they completely ignore how they're impacting other people. And it's a very difficult situation. But if you are in that situation, you can't stay because you're only going to get chewed up and you're going to lose your confidence. Because more than anything, the relationship with one's boss is what makes or breaks the person's experience in the workplace. So if you have a good experience with your boss, you're going to feel good about what you're doing. You're going to grow and you're going to feel good about yourself. If you don't have a good experience with your boss, that's why good people leave. They leave because they're not about to sacrifice their hard-earned reputation and how they feel about themselves. Because the newsflash is how you feel about yourself is more important than anything else. It's more important than status or anything else because how you feel about yourself is what's going to come through in your attitude, behavior, your interactions, whether you smile or you don't smile, how focused you are, how creative you are. So your overall performance depends on how you feel about yourself. And if you have a boss that ignores you, that pushes you aside, that tells you that, oh, not this time, you know, you just didn't quite measure up, or they don't even give you that. they just like, no. And when you push more, they just might look at you and walk away. Well, you're not going to get anything out of that person. And so you have to ask yourself, why am I staying in this situation? Why am I staying? I can promise you that it will take more energy in the long run for you to stay than it will for you to find another job, particularly in today's market. By staying, you are shutting down a major part of your strengths, your abilities, your confidence, your potential, and days turn into months, turn into years. And next thing you know, you've lost opportunity, and then you are faced with regret. So it's just a snowball effect. So if I was, and any time that I coach people and they come to me and they have this bully boss experience, it's really all about finding a way out, because there's no way to, in a healthy way, to learn to deal with it. It's just not, there's no healthy way to learn to deal with it. Because even if you're working in a remote setting, there are still ways that somebody can harass you. And unless you value yourself more than you don't want to search for a job, then you're always going to be behind the eight ball, and you'll probably find Bully bosses frequently because those people that are faced with those bosses are the ones that don't want to leave. Now, if you are the bully boss, you really do need to contact me for coaching and leadership coaching because there is a way out of that. If that's what you really want to do, but it's more than I can talk about on a podcast, but it is worth it because you owe yourself more than just coming in every day on this pendulum swing between passive and aggressive. So the opportunity exists for you to grow when you recognize that I'm not the victim of the bully boss. I'm not the victim of this passive aggressive leader. Even though I've decided to stay, I can't let myself feel like a victim because then you're going to fall back into that drama conversation. And at some point, you become a persecutor, and at some point, you need a rescuer. And it's this never-ending cycle of unhealthy dynamic, whereas empowered people say, you know what, this is not acceptable, and I need to find a place where I can thrive. So even though it might be a convenient job because it's close to your house, even though it might offer you something because of retirement or vesting, Is your life and the ability to function at your best worth a three-year throwaway? Because at the end of three years, you might be vested, but you're not going to be able to do much else. My guess is jump now, find the job that's going to pay you more, develop your skills, and find opportunities where you can be your very best. I know this is going to encourage someone who's going to listen to this, because all of this sounds like a quote-unquote pep talk, but it's more than that. It's a step-by-step instruction. You need to first understand where you are. Change doesn't happen until you have an awareness of where you are. And then you have to be accountable to what has happened to date. So if you have stayed in a job where you have a passive aggressive boss, that's on you. The first six months, maybe the first year could be on the boss. But after that, when you know that this is what you're dealing with and you decided to stay, then that's on you. So you have to own the fact, okay, I stayed, now what? Well, even though you stayed, you need to realize I can do something different right now. I can change my mind. And you start to evaluate, what are my strengths? Now, the problem with staying too long is that you have fewer and fewer opportunities that are gonna demonstrate your strengths because that bully boss needs to insulate themselves with people that aren't high performers. They need to insulate themselves with people that don't perform. That way they look like they're performing. It's a very unproductive situation. So if you're a productive person, They're going to try to isolate you, try to put you down, try to push you into a corner so you don't show up and show them off. So what you want to do is, even though you haven't had a lot of opportunity to demonstrate your strengths, you know that you still have strengths. So you want to write all those down. And you might even want to consider taking a transition job It might not be your next best perfect job, but it can be a transition job just so that you can switch gears, you can get out of the abuse, you can free your mind, you can clear yourself so that you're not burdened by what did I do, why is this happening, and you're stuck in that victim cycle. So once you do that, then you are freer to think, what is my true career path? What is it I want to do for myself? What is the lifestyle that I want to have? How do I want to see my life? So I would go back to the podcast that talks about the vision and look at that. But you first want to come to the conclusion that you know what, it really is time to leave. And the risk of staying is far greater than the effort it's going to take for you to leave. So passive-aggressive leadership is something that people can work out of if you're interested in coaching, but if you are the recipient of the passive-aggressive leadership, it's almost impossible to deal with because it's a no-win situation. And in fact, the no-win situation is going to continue to increase. The more you strive against it, the more it's going to increase to put you down, to quiet you up, to push you in that corner. So this was a podcast about why am I staying in a no-win situation when just because you think it's easier to do so. And I hope you are encouraged to realize that, you know what, I don't need to do this. And I am going to think more about my career than about the effort it's going to take for me to do something about it. So I highly recommend that you contact me for a strategy session so that we can talk more about how to plan your career, how to fulfill your destiny in a way that is not going to be so draining. Life isn't intended to be that way. And if you're in that position, it's up to you to do something to get out of it. So contact me at work smart, think different slash strategy Session, and let's get started and talk about how you can make the change so that you can achieve your goals. Thank you for tuning in to the WorkSmart Club podcast. We love our listeners and want to hear from you. Please join us at WorkSmartClubNetwork.com. Stay connected and subscribe to our show so you never miss any of the content leaving us a positive review lets everyone know we add value. We thank you for it.